welcome to the Maluli Asset Management Podcast for June 20th, 2013. This is Brendan, and today Tom has a story about bonds to share with us, just to start off the podcast here. Yeah, I was talking with a uh, colleague of mine, a uh, stockbroker, uh, who got into the got into the business just a few years ahead of me. Uh, he got into the business in 1980. I got into the business in 85. Uh, he told me that when he started in the business, the only fixed income business, the only fixed income business that was being done at that time were individuals who were selling, getting rid of their tax-free municipal bonds at 45 cents on the dollar. You heard me right, <laughs> 45 cents on the dollar. And they were replacing them with other bonds that were trading around the same price just so they could generate a tax loss uh, for their taxes. Now think about that for a moment. The municipal bonds are touted historically as some of the safest places to have your money and yet people saw their bonds that they probably bought around 100 cents on the dollar now trading at 45 cents on the dollar. I mean, it can be very frightful investing in bonds if you look at them and if you follow them like a stock. When you buy a bond, you better plan on holding that thing to maturity. So my point is, if you need money in the next three to five years, the stock market may not be for you. So let me clarify that even more. If you need to take cash out of your account in the next three to five years, the stock market may not be the place for all of your money. If you're investing for longer than three to five years, I think stocks really are the place for you. You need to have growth in your portfolio and fixed income just isn't going to deliver it. It's amazing that the financial planning industry, investment advisors, and brokers continue to pound into folks that they should have a portion of their assets sitting in bonds and that stocks for the long term are risky and bonds are not. You need to know that bonds do carry a fair degree of risk, especially if you're going to watch them from month to month on your statement. It's a little nerve-wracking. So people need to know that, and there are also some other bond basics that we wanted to cover today, right? Yeah, I want to quickly just walk through some basics about bonds, just so people understand exactly what they're getting into when they invest in a bond. When you're buying a bond, what you're actually doing is lending to some organization, to a company or to a local municipality or to the federal government. You're actually lending them money. Now, when the bond is first issued, you are the lender. You're providing the money. A lot of times, though, we buy bonds in the secondary market. That's when individuals are selling their bonds and they're buying others. So when you're in the bond market, you are actually lending to an organization. Now, when you buy a bond, when you invest, you pay a market price. And I want to talk about that for a split second. There are zillions with a Z. There are zillions of bonds out there. There's different maturities. There's different, uh, just the municipal market alone. Think of all the municipalities just in uh, New Jersey. Then think about all the towns in Monmouth County. And every one of them is issuing bonds. So there's a lot of different bonds out there. They don't list their prices like stocks. And so you're going to find that bonds in general, when you want to sell them, they kind of trade by appointment. You got to actually do a little digging, a little shopping around 
to get the price. But when you own a bond, you're getting the, the promise of an interest payment every six months or every quarter until maturity. And then at maturity, you get the face amount of the bond back. So something else you really need to know about bonds is that even though they're intended for the long-term investor, the bond prices change. They move 24-7 depending on what's happening with interest rates. And as we're recording this right now, we're seeing a lot of fluctuation in the bond market, and that's really just throwing all kinds of bond prices all over the place. So when interest rates rise, and if they rise after you've purchased a bond, the value of your bond is going to drop. And the reason is, suppose you bought a bond a year ago at 3%, and now the current market is 3.5% for new bonds. Well, the value of your bond is immediately going to be dropped so that the yield equals what a, what a current bond would be paying. So there's, there's definitely going to be fluctuation in the prices of your bonds, but the good thing to know is that if you are a bond investor, you should plan on holding a maturity, and if you do that, you're going to get the face amount of that bond at maturity. So what could go wrong with bonds? Well, my first thing that I want to tell you you know, is as long as you hold to maturity, you're going to be okay. As long as there's no default of the underlying bond issuer, you should get the face amount of your bond back. I think the big trouble, Brendan, that happens is when people open their statements and they say, gee, this bond was higher last month, now it's lower, maybe we ought to get rid of it. And that's no. a, yeah, that's, that's really not what they're designed to, to do because when you open your statement, remember how we talked a moment ago how bonds trade by appointment yep. and that there's zillions of bonds out there? When you get your statement from your brokerage firm, Charles Schwab or TD Ameritrade or Fidelity, they are making a guess. It's an estimate of what that bond is worth. That's not a firm price. It's not like a stock. You can't sell it at the price that it's at that day. Correct. And you have to call and we have to shop around and see what kind of price we can get for your bond. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's really an estimate when you open up that statement and see that. So what happens then if you're if you want to have money in fixed income? You know, some bonds you have to have a you have to buy a ten thousand dollar minimum or in some cases a $25,000 minimum, what if you don't have enough money to really diversify into a lot of different bonds? Well, instead of just buying one, a lot of people wind up buying these bond mutual funds. And the difference there is that the fund manager of a bond fund, it, if you read the prospectus, the first line it will tell you is, we're here to maximize return. We're here to maximize the yield, which means that they are constantly turning over bonds in their portfolio all the time. What's the big difference? There's no maturity. Correct. There's no maturity at all with bond funds because they're constantly turning over the bond. So holding onto a bond fund is very different from holding onto a bond where a bond will actually pay you off at maturity. It could be 30 years from now, but at least you, you got a shot at getting your money back. With bond mutual funds, not the case. Now, when we talk about different investments, it's important to know that none of the securities that we mention in these presentations represent a past specific recommendation of Maluli Asset Management. And this video is not a recommendation to buy or sell any of the securities that we mention here. But more importantly, if you're relying on a podcast for investment advice, we think you're making a big mistake. And so we strongly urge our listeners to consult with their investment advisor 
before they make a decision to buy or sell any kind of investment. Now, if you don't have an investment advisor, we'd be happy to help you. You can reach us on the phone at 732-223-9000, or you can find us on the web at maluli.net. That's all we have for this week. Hopefully you were able to take something away from Tom's story and his other comments about bond basics. And we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.